guys welcome to the as you are podcast this is your host mandy and welcome to another episode so guys we've made it to episode five and i'm so excited i just want to welcome everyone if it's your first time tuning in welcome and thank you so much for stumbling across this podcast or just genuinely giving this podcast a chance today is thursday evening and i'm sitting in my bedroom extremely exhausted and basically i don't really have the motivation to do this but i've made a promise to myself and i've made a promise to you guys that i'm gonna get into the flow of things and i'm going to be in the spirit of creating and bringing you guys amazing content on this podcast so i came back from work today and as i said i've i'm really tired like i'm so exhausted this has just been a really chilled week but for some weird reason i feel like this is the sixth day of the week if that makes sense like i really sorry i really felt like today was supposed to be friday and i really am so sad that i have to go back to work tomorrow but i'm not complaining because we are having a really long weekend so as i said in my previous uh podcast that we are about to celebrate lunar new year chinese new year in creates known as solau so we won't be back at work until next week thursday so i am so excited and i have you know this weekend planned out i've got some plans i'm gonna be leaving my town just gonna be having you know a little vacation ish and i want to make sure that i have all my content and uh work done because i know that as of monday tuesday and wednesday or from from actually from saturday until wednesday evening i'm not trying to do anything i'm just trying to relax and then it's going to be thursday friday and you know thursday friday at work and i'm not really going to take those days seriously um and then it's the weekend and i have plans for that weekend so i just want to make sure that i handle uh, my podcast stuff before I just drift away into I don't know God knows where But yes guys welcome to episode 5 We here we here we here Um, So to kick this off I just want to start by telling you guys about the highlight of my week Um, The highlight of my week is that I am so grateful to be alive like just breathing and being able to wake up and go to work and like I haven't complained much this week to be honest I tend to complain a bit but I haven't complained this week so I'm just grateful and I think the highlight of my week is that I haven't felt that stressed um the week has been going really well although today mm, i thought it should it, i thought it was friday it should be friday today so yeah that's the highlight of my week is just being at peace and having a decent week it's it's been busy but i'm just grateful um another thing that i'm grateful for is just to be alive um i've been seeing on the timeline a lot of people are losing close friends and family members and it just made me realize how short life is i mean we all know this it sounds like a cliche life is short life is short but honestly like i think that i'm starting to have a personal understanding and meaning of what this means for me and everything that i want to achieve 
And whenever I just think about death, I'm like, oh my word, there's just so much that I not even want to do, but want to experience all the traveling, all the fun that I feel like these past two years, three years, COVID has taken away from me. And I really just, I can't imagine losing someone really close to me right now. I can't imagine me leaving this earth right now. So I just want to be, I just want to show my gratitude for being able to, to, to still live life. And also it's just motivating me to also do more and be way more proactive and to take life seriously because yeah, I don't, I don't know when, you know, this, this, this ride is going to come to an end. And so, yeah. And on the other, on the, on the, ah, <laughs> on the other hand, speaking about the downfalls of life, um, the downside of my week has been me not being in a position, uh, or not being able to go to gym to work out. So I started this 30 day challenge. Um, or yeah, it's a 30 day running challenge, but it's interval running on the treadmill. So the first seven days, 20, I'm supposed to do interval running for 20 minutes and then progress the following week. I'm supposed to do 25 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 minutes until I reach 40 minutes. But it's not supposed to be every single day because knowing myself, knowing my fitness, knowing my schedule and just being able to understand like what am I capable of? I do want to disappoint myself and be hard on myself because I can be like that. I can be very unkind to myself. So I decided that I'm going to try and I should aim. My aim is to go to the gym at least four to five days a week. Five is really pushing it, but four to five days a week and do my interval running until I eventually complete 30 days of that so i'm taking it easy i'm not in a rush i'm not competing with anyone else i'm just doing this for me and eventually at some point i will reach uh, a level where i can actually attempt going to gym monday to monday <laughs> i don't see that happening soon but um yeah, yeah 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 eventually we'll get there we'll get there so guys today i as i said in my previous episode that I will be talking about being a bystander in your own life. Um, this topic has been, in, uh, has I was inspired to do this topic because um, I've been having an on and off, you know, experience of feeling un- unmotivated, um, feeling like life is redundant and things are just happening in front of me but i'm not particularly participating in my life it's like i'm just waking up and i'm a robot and things are just happening but i'm not like really conscious of what's happening and yeah it can really affect one's goals and aspirations and for the most part like yeah i've just haven't been in a good space um, this is not now though, but this was a couple of months ago and it's an on and off type of situation. So I want to share with you guys like how that has been and all the contributing factors that have led to me feeling like that. Okay guys, so let's dive in today's topic. So like I said, the topic for today is feeling like a bystander in my own life. And before we move any further, I would want to kind of give a definition of what a bystander is. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, it says that a bystander is a person who is present at an event or 
an incident but does not take part. So basically, I would say that my life kind of felt like an event or my life felt like an incident, but I wasn't necessarily conscious and present of what was happening and I wasn't taking part in my life. And I know that this can maybe sound a little bit confusing, but because of course I'm waking up, I'm going to work and I'm doing the things that I need to do. But I just felt really empty and not fulfilled. Like I was just waking up and doing things. Everything felt like a routine, but I haven't, I wasn't in a space where I was really taking time to think like, Amanda, what are you trying to achieve? What are your goals? What are you, what is your plan? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And also what's your vision for the future? Like, what do you plan on doing? So everything just became redundant and, um, it became very normal, you know? And with three years of teaching English and also um, COVID taking place, like those two things became a huge contributor towards me feeling uh, very anxious, having a bit of depression and also losing myself and losing my goals and um, aspirations. So just to give people a bit of background, I moved to South Korea in 2019 and at the time when I moved to South Korea, I had just finished my honors. I wasn't prepared to get into the working field. I wasn't really sure about my career and what it is that I wanted to do. I still felt like I wanted to be in academia, like I would want my career to be around academia, but I wasn't ready to pursue a master's degree. So I felt like in that situation, I needed a break. I needed to take time to actually reflect and think about my next move. What is it that I want to accomplish? Because I think up until the honors, that was something that I had planned for. Like my undergrad and my honors, those were the two things that I was sure of. But I hadn't gone further than that in terms of the details and what would that look like and entail. So I felt like I needed to give myself a break. And honestly, guys, like being in university, depending on your background and your financial um, situation, like being at university can be such a difficult time. I was broke most of the time, especially when I was doing my honors because I moved from Stellenbosch University and I went to UCT and the job market was really, it was quite hard navigating the, you know, that type of uh, 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 area in terms of finding a job and studying. Whereas at, at Stellenbosch, like I had two jobs and I was, you know, making money. I wasn't rich, but I wasn't suffering at the same time. So just being broke all the time, not being able to afford certain things and not having that financial independence was making me very like, you know, anxious and uncomfortable. And again, I, I knew that I wasn't ready for a master. So what, what else could I do, you know? And with the job market in South Africa, especially like as a graduate, you're probably going to get 4,000 rand a month for a learnership or an internship. Maybe you might get 6K, but with the cost of living in Cape Town, it's not enough for you to pay rent, for you to save and for you to travel and have a good time as well. So initially coming to Korea was my fear. Um, it was something that I was very um, uncomfortable with or rather like not pretty certain or felt safe around the idea because of, you know, I've, I've never really been to Asia. I didn't really do a lot of research around Asia. I knew that people were teaching in China, but not specifically South Korea. And at the same time, 
I, I, I just felt like I wanted to be in a country where maybe it would be easy to see people like me, you know, black people. And just the idea of being in a country or a society that's so homogenous, like, you know, South Korea, it just, it didn't sit well with me at the time. But I spoke to a friend who was here at the, at the time and she's still here and she, you know, kind of made me feel at ease and all the, the anxiety and the fears that I had around it started to slowly go away. And the idea after doing research and watching YouTube videos of people who were living here, the idea started to look more attractive. It started to make sense. And then eventually it was the only thing that kind of matched what I was looking for or the opportunity and the desires that I wanted at the time. It made sense. So the plan was to be here for one year, but as life goes on, things happen and I ended up staying longer than I should have. Um, not really going to get into the specifics of what caused or what are the reasons why I stayed longer, but it was never my plan to be here for this long. My plan was to do what I need to do, to experience what I need to experience and to get out. But there are a lot of contributing factors that as people, there are things that we may not plan, we may not be aware of. There's COVID. There's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people think they'll be here for a year, but they end up staying a little bit longer. So in my situation, yes, I also was in a space where I thought I would be here for a year, but I ended up um, extending and I'm, you know, I'm going to be here for, it's, it will be in March, it will be three years being in Korea. So with this uh, experience of kind of feeling like a bystander and feeling like um, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, I don't have goals anymore, I'm not ambitious anymore, I'm just, you know, taking life as it comes and I'm just not participating and being proactive about anything in my life. It's like just waiting for the next paycheck and trying to save as much as I can, but not, there's no plan really, you know? So I want to speak on what are the things that I feel like, um, contributed, uh, towards me feeling like that. And before I move any further, I do want to, uh, kind of put a disclaimer out there that the conversation that I'm having here is mostly and mainly my experience and conversations that I've had with very close friends and acquaintances. So I don't want you guys to listen to this and think that everyone that's in Korea is experiencing what I'm experiencing. And this is not a generalization that everyone is going through this. This is just me and the conversations that I've had in my circles. And yeah, so please just be wary and be mindful of that. Don't go around saying, yeah, people in Korea are going through XYZ. Like this is not a reflection of every um, South African or foreigner that's living or teaching English in Korea or in Asia in general. So back to, back to the conversation. So, um, so yeah, so the contributing factors that I would say is your environment. So the, the people you surround yourself with, I believe that, uh, uh, they have a big influence on your self-esteem, your level of ambition and just uh, th th that kind of energy rubs off. Like we feed off people as human beings. If we see someone doing well or someone doing something good for themselves, I think that we we love that. It makes us um, we are we, we we are happy for them. But at the same time, uh, there are certain things that we also desire. You know, we we are motivated by people. We are not islands. We work as a community. Like 
that's just how things are of course you can be a go-getter and do things alone but when you have a healthy environment that um fuels you with you know nourishing and healthy habits and healthy ways of thinking and healthy ways of doing things you are better off than being by yourself and not getting that kind of support so I feel like the environment that I was in before I came to Korea was obviously mostly university. I was surrounded by other students and each and every person that I knew had their own personal goals and they had their own aspirations. But together as a unit, like we were all kind of working towards the same goal, even though it might end up being different or it might end up in a different like career path or whatever but we were all working towards something you know and that was very motivating that even in the in a time of struggle where we weren't like uh, particularly motivated to do our assignments and we were having some depression or having a difficult time like that kind of strength that you would get from a friend or a close uh, a close acquaintance to tell you like you know you can do it keep pushing whatever so I think that being in university it was such a a, a great space that fueled guys I don't know what my neighbors are doing it's literally 11 o'clock I'm recording at night because I was avoiding the noise but if you can hear it I'm so sorry <laughs> but um, yeah so as I was saying like university was a space where I had access to information and I also had access to people that were kind of you know in the same wavelength as me who were trying to work towards similar we had similar goals and similar aspirations so we, there was a unit, there was so much strength, there was so much information, like we would, bouncing, we would bounce off ideas and we would share a lot of information with each other. And I think that that's a space that keeps you on top of your feet. That's a space where you meet a lot of, you know, you, you even get information from your department, from your lecturers um, and so forth. So it's such a motivating space to be in and it's such a academically liberating um uh, environment but at the same time like of course university can be a very 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 toxic space as well there's so much issues and and change that could take place within within that sphere on its own like there's just a lot of things that are just not okay but um in general like i felt like i was on top of my game when it came to planning ahead and thinking about my future and being ambitious and and having visions for myself I remember <laughs> in 2014 when I was at Stellenbosch, I met a bunch of international master's students. I'm an undergrad first year and I'm hanging out with these master's uh, students from Germany. And they were doing a, a, a master's degree that was called MA Global Studies. And they had told me that they met a guy who was from South Africa from the University of Cape Town and he was doing the program with them because what it the program it was like a joint program between the university in Joburg and UCT but they came from their other universities and they were in Germany and they met this guy and now they came to South Africa because you move uh, the course was set up in a way that you go to one semester you in or term semester or term you have to be in India uh, Germany South Africa and then you know you end off in Germany again or you end up in South Africa you end up in South Africa again depending on which is your main university so they've met this guy and this guy uh, happened to be from Cape Town and they were like yeah it's a good program you know there is a South African that is in this program as well blah 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 and they mentioned his name funny story is that when they showed me pictures of the guy I happened to go I was in the same 
what I want to say. Okay, so when they showed me pictures of this guy, I, I, I knew the guy's brother because the guy was my classmate in high school and I'd seen the guy pick his brother up. So I was like, oh, I actually know this guy. I went to school with his brother. So it was such a kind of small world kind of situation. But at the same time, the way that the program was set up, I was so interested in it. And I told myself in 2014 as a first year undergrad student that that is a master's program that I'm going to apply for. And I did so much research to a point whereby when I eventually was at UCT doing my honors, I was like, okay, maybe I could apply for this master's program and eventually do it. But things, it just wasn't my time. It just wasn't my time again, like I said. But I'm just saying that like, I've always been someone who plans ahead. Like I tend to know what I want. Like I am a go-getter and I'm such an organized person. So to find myself in this position where it's just like, what the hell is going on? I'm so like my life is just out of control. It's just happening. I am a little bit exaggerating because some people that know me, they might might not agree with like the how dramatic this sounds because I am still organized. But just for f the way that I know myself personally, like it just I just felt very lost and like a really a very confused human. So like I said, like I was getting a lot of information at university and I felt like I was at my peak in terms of knowing what I want and just having some ideas of what my future would potentially look like, right? And so coming to South Korea now, again, people come to South Korea for a lot of reasons. Some people come to South Korea because they need financial independence, they're soul searching, they need a break, they need to make money because the money helps take care of family members back home. There's a whole bunch of reasons why people come to South Korea. But in um, many of my conversations and interactions with people that I've met, a lot of them thought they would be here. They will be. They would be here for an, a year only, but it ends up being two years and three years and four years. And there's just something about this country that can suck you in, but there's also something about it that just makes you feel like you need to get out. Like it gets too much, and it also just plays on your mental health. So with with meeting people who are coming to Korea for various reasons, um, after a while you realize that the conversations around goals, dreams, ambition, sharing of information, opportunities, that is something in my experience that kind of lacked because everyone is kind of just here soul searching. Most of the time, a lot of people that I've met don't really know what they want to do with their lives as well. So we're all kind of in this little boat where we escaped our home countries for whatever reasons and we're doing what we're doing now, but we're not really sure what the next move is. We're hoping that this country is going to help us figure it out. But yeah, so when you meet uh, some people and you're interacting with them, you realize that, oh, like we're all in the same boat or you're meeting someone who just doesn't really care. Like they don't think that far. They don't really care if they teach English for the rest of their lives. Like they're not really deep about things. It's just, it's just life is just chilled, bruv. We, we're just chilling, you know? So after a while, you don't find that the environment that you're in is challenging you, the environment that you're in is pushing you to be motivated, to be a go-getter. And there's also not information, you know, like the circles don't have much information. And as a result, like the you end up spending time with the same people. You have the same conversations. You talk about your boring jobs and your toxic jobs. Um, 
you talk about what you're gonna do next week what's your plan for this weekend like this there's, there's no oh so have you applied for this job um uh, have you like we, we we don't have those kind of like futuristic conversations but also we don't we don't have like career goal orient, orientated conversations or um anything that has to do with like ambition and trying something new it's mostly like traveling and what you're going to do for the weekend what's your plan for this what's your plan for that the only time these conversations tend to come up is when someone is leaving like oh you're leaving korea oh my god what you're going to do at home like what's your plan that's the only time you would maybe have a conversation with someone and find out about like you know futuristic uh, goals and whatnot but in general like no one is really pushing you and saying hey guys i'm gonna apply for this law firm <laughs> or i'm going to be applying for an mba or there's this opportunity uh this internship for this so and so at google like these are not the conversations that i hear at least for me i don't know about other people in korea maybe i'm wrong but for me i don't i'm not around people who are having those conversations and it makes sense like the only thing that we as south africans or most foreigners can do in this country is either you can study or you are teaching English. So what other jobs can we get? We can't talk about working for Samsung. We're English teachers. We can't talk about working for Hyundai or Kia. Like we're English teachers. Like there's, there's only so much that we can do. So when it comes to career goals and uh, career opportunities, we're basically limited and the conversation just doesn't really get there, you know? So that's one other thing that I felt was a contributing factor, which which is the environment that I was in and also the people that you tend to interact with and network with. Um, so, yeah, it becomes a really uh, difficult space to navigate if you're trying to find information or if you're trying to be on top of your feet and be a go getter and reach your goals and, you know, the type of motivation you'd have probably if you were around your friends um or other people that are like in a similar path trying to uh, switch careers or um uh kind of start something new or even just being a go-getter uh, let me put it that way so yeah with being here for now three years i started to feel like I'm slowly deteriorating and a lot of the goals and the dreams that I had were just like gone and to a point whereby even just I wouldn't even think about like I wouldn't think about goals I wouldn't think about anything that I need to do and even when I do think about like the possibilities of applying for a master's applying for a job I'd get so scared that what if I don't make it like what if I can't like there's a lot of self-doubt and a lot of uh, uh, fear surrounding my capabilities and uh, my strengths and I know that before this I never thought twice about something even when I knew I didn't stand a chance I would still throw myself and put my put my energy and everything towards it and it's quite interesting because even for my initial application coming to Korea like um, I applied for the EPIC program when I first started uh, applying to come to Korea. Um, the EPIC program is a teaching program in Korea that is run by the Korean government. And uh, it was such a difficult 
application it was so exhausting it was long it's a very tiresome experience and if you're someone that is not um i don't know how to put this but it's not an easy application and i know a lot of people that were like i'm sorry i'm not doing this i'm just gonna go the private route because all i need is a cv maybe a motivational letter and i'm gone Whereas with Epic, you need to get a lot of things. You need to get documents. You need to um, submit lesson plans. It's just long. It's exhausting. But the way that I did that, and at the same time, I was also doing a, an online TFL certificate. So I was doing the TFL certificate and doing my application. Actually, it even got to a point whereby I realized that I need to quit my job. At the time, I was working at Yappy Chef. It was a retail summer job right after I finished submitting my honors thesis and it was supposed to be around three months and I quit a month before I was supposed to actually stop the job and before my contract ended. It's because I just knew like this thing is too exhausting. I need to go here and there and I need to do this and I need to do that. And with the retail job where I was standing on my feet for about nine hours a day, I would be so exhausted when I got home. So I just had to make a decision like I'm going to quit this job and put in all my effort towards this application. So I really know that if I wasn't in, if I wasn't in that space of like, you know, being in university and knowing what it's like to work under pressure, to work hard, to go, to be a go-getter, to be thirsty for something. I don't know if I would have been able to complete that epic application, but I did. And so I just see a big difference in terms of my motivation then and my motivation now, because I've been working on something and it's taken me almost a year to get done. And it's just so evident that a lot has changed within me. And yeah, so the environment part is really important and the people that you surround yourself with, like that's really important. COVID is also a contributing factor. Again, I just want to say that some people obviously had planned to leave Korea, but they had to stay because of Corona. It just made, it just changed a lot of things. And I think one thing that we need right now is we need we need to understand what is going on and the implications that it has for the future because i think a lot of us are waiting for things to go back to normal and i think that's what we all thought when covid came we were like okay six months time this thing is going to be gone everything will go back to normal but i think that we need to start redesigning what normal looks like and incorporate that with covid because life is not waiting for us guys we're not getting any younger we're we're at the time is not standing still for us we're getting older and one three years from now when you want to apply for a job no company is going to understand that there was covid and it was hard for you to find a job and that's why you don't have work experience or you were stuck in korea and you couldn't come home because you know it, it just didn't make any sense to leave and not and come home and not have a job like no one is going to understand why there are gaps in your CV and why you don't have experiences or even just for your own personal goals. Like we can't keep extending and extending and extending things because life is not going to wait for us. Time is moving by and we need to give life a chance. I was speaking to my brother earlier and he was saying like, why are you coming home? Like, um, 
uh, what are you gonna do when you come home like the, the the economy is shitty like you know all these things and i understood that he came from a good place but i had to be like yo like i've been away from home my family for three years i cannot teach for the rest of my life this is not this is not the path that I ha- I was set to follow. At some point, this is definitely what I was supposed to do. I know that I was supposed to be here, but now I know that I'm supposed to leave because everything in my body is telling me that I need to leave. Like I'm hearing the voice telling me that you need to move on now. So I need to give life a chance whether co- with COVID, with no COVID, with South African economy, with no South African co- economy. I need to give life a chance. I need to put myself out there. I need to believe in myself and I need to try. I know it's not going to be easy, but this application or coming to Korea was not easy as well. So the process is going to be hard and they're going to be sacrifices along the way. They're going to be disappointments, but I'm going to have to try. So basically, um, yeah, again, with COVID, I really feel like I just went off on another tangent over there. But um, yeah, with COVID, I just feel like. You know, if the if things were normal, I would have had an opportunity to travel. And I think that that would have been so comforting because one of the reasons why I came here is to travel and to experience other countries. Like I wanted to go to the Philippines. I wanted to go to Vietnam. I wanted to go to Indonesia. I wanted to go to uh, 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 Thailand. So there's so many places that I feel like if there was no COVID, my time in Korea wouldn't ha- wouldn't be a complete waste because I would have known that I've ticked off a few travel destinations that are on my bucket list. But now I've just been here for like two years. I'm not counting the first year because there was no COVID and I definitely enjoyed myself the first year because I was settling in and I was enjoying myself. But the la- these last two years have just been nothing but you know living in fear living indoors and being fearful of what's going to happen and just not being able to move or make any plans and decisions because you don't know what's going on and so now i think we just need guidelines of how we can pick up ourselves and uh, try to reach our goals and do things that we want to do with covid like we we have to work around we have to work around this lady like madam is not planning on leaving anytime soon and we don't have time to just you know sit around like we need to kind of be creative in how we do these things so basically yeah like things have been very hard um especially in 2021 i think 2020 was okay because i had no serious plans um I don't know if I want to get into this, but okay. So technically I was supposed to be here until 2021 from 2020, from 2019 and leave in 2020. But, uh, something happened and I had to stay longer. So for that year, because of specific financial obligations, I ended up having to kind of save a lot of money to pay off my UCT fees and eventually graduate. Um, and so I I just didn't even have a plan to travel. Like when COVID came, I was like, you know what? This is great because I, I, I can't go anywhere in any case. But um, when I was done paying off those fees, I felt like, okay, now I have a little bit of money. I would want to travel. I'd want to do something fun. But I couldn't. And then 2021 was the same situation. I couldn't do anything. So I feel like, yeah, if COVID wasn't like a... Uh, 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 the pa- if the pandemic wasn't around, it would have changed a lot of things for myself. And I know it would have changed a lot of things for a lot of people. 
um yeah like covid made it very difficult for people to really plan ahead and think about what they want to do and so it's not necessarily just living in korea that became an issue it's also having to deal with a pandemic where you constantly indoors and you kind of have um your life is so redundant that even your weekends and your the the way you spend your time is around the same people doing the same thing and yeah you start getting a bit fidgety like you know you get re- you become very restless so in essence that's really what i've been experiencing but right now i can definitely say that i i'm in a more improved uh place and i'm sure you guys are wondering like what is my next step right now because of course i'm aware of how i've been feeling i'm aware of what has been the contributing factors to how i feel and like what is the plan like what am i going to do now so guys the plan is to get out the plan is to get out of here i have been working towards something but i'm not ready to share but i'm really excited i'm very nervous about it and i have moments where i doubt myself and i feel like is this going to work out are you making the right decision um yeah i'm just feeling a lot of emotions and a lot of things but more than anything like i'm very positive i'm really excited and there's a lot in me that feels like it's going to work out like i'm really trying to remain positive and um do what i need to do I feel like um as soon as I leave Korea like a lot of things are going to make sense in my life. I think that I'll have access to new information, new opportunities, new challenges, new possibilities, and I'll just be around people who I feel can nourish me and offer me the kind of support, the kind of motivation, people that can challenge me the way that I I know uh, uh is is positive enough to drive me to do more. So I think yeah the best thing that I can do for myself right now is to try and channel my energy towards ensuring that you know this plan that I have for myself works out and I think from there on like things are just going to shoot off to the stars and a lot of things are going to start making sense after that like this this next phase I I have a very strong feeling is also something that i need to do it's something that i i it's part of a career goal or just a personal goal something that i feel like i have if i achieve this like i'll be a little bit like okay that's done now we can do something else so i'm really positive and uh i have hope that it's going to work out and i also hope you guys keep me in your prayers um yeah guys so i just also want to take this moment uh and just advise or give tips to people who are in a similar predicament as me or who were in a similar predicament as me it doesn't necessarily have to be a situation that is exactly like mine there are people who are in spaces like people who have good jobs good paying jobs but they also still feel like they the, their lives are just dead everything is redundant everything is just a boring routine there are people who are in school uh in a, in spaces that should be motivating or places that should make them feel like they've achieved something because i'm pretty sure there's someone 
out there who see me in Korea, living in Korea and having this experience and thinking, rah, like, I really want to be in Korea right now myself. Like, I really want to be teaching there and whatever. And so, you know, everyone's perspective and everyone's experience is very different. Um, so I, I am grateful for the opportunity that I have and that I've had to be here. So, yeah, I just want to give tips for people who are um, kind of in a place where they're also not really sure about what's next. What do they have to do? So the first tip that I want to do uh, give is to try and change your environment. Um, it's possible that you're feeling the way that you're feeling because your environment is not conducive enough for you to reach your full potential and you're just not in the right place. So be it your job, be it your, your, your apartment, um, be it your studies, I don't know, like whatever it is, your relationship, <laughs> change your environment, maybe look into that. That could also be a contributing factor. Number two, I'd advise you to surround yourself with people who push you and people who challenge you. Like I said, we are not islands. We feed off each other's energy. It's such a lucrative thing to have good people in your circle, people that can really um, allow you to reach your full potential and people who genuinely believe in you, you know, that are just supportive and and, and can share information. You know, There are people who are stingy about information can't even send you a link to something i don't even know why so people who see something and they think of you and they're like hey friend i thought about you check this out and also don't be afraid of vocalizing like hey guys i'm trying to find a job in this and this and that you don't know who might be connected to who like don't be afraid understand that like there is this fear around announcing things too soon because like low-key it, it comes from a place of fear that what if i tell everyone that this is what i'm trying to do and it doesn't work out so it's best if i just show up but you know if if your circle is a, a trustworthy circle it's a safe circle then whether it works out or not you know that these people have your back in any case so don't be afraid to tell people that hey guys i need this if you know anyone you know link me up so surround yourself with good people and the third one is don't invest or be part of spaces that uh, leave you feeling negative about yourself, right? So whenever you are around people, you always have to feel positive about yourself. I don't want to go and hang out with a bunch of people and come home feeling like I need to question my identity, who I am, what I stand for. You need to leave spaces feeling nourished, feeling good about yourself. You shouldn't leave a space feeling like there's a part of you that needs to change or there's something wrong with you or your self-esteem is low. No, you always have to feel good. Be confident in who you are and your self-esteem has to feel secure. Um, the third, oh, that's the fourth one. The fourth one is to be careful of the content you consume and expose yourself to online. I think this is really important and it goes back to episode number three that I had about detoxing from social media and all the challenges and things or just like, you know, the negative side of social media. Um, I think that on, on online uh, li Instagram life and Twitter, social media life just is not a true depiction of what's happening in people's real lives. And so if you want to judge people's success or you want to draw your motivation and your success based on what people are, are posting, 
you might disappoint yourself and you might create an unrealistic journey or an expectation of what your life and what your success has to look like. A lot of people don't post what happened in the beginning and the middle of their of their goals or whatever they're trying to attain. They'll always post the end. And for you, you might be struggling there, taking time and years and hard work and things are not being and things are not paying off. And you might find someone posting something and you feel like, bruh, like I've I've been waiting and this person just got this. You don't know how long they had to wait to get to where they are. So you need to trust the process, trust your own life, trust your own experience. You will get there. And just be realistic about things like don't let uh, whatever you're seeing online fool you into feeling like you're not doing enough because someone else happened to get something fast, faster than you or in a short period. Like you don't know what this person had to go through. So be very careful, guys. Don't compare your journey and don't compare your story with someone else. And lastly, I want to say is be proactive, like do something about a bad situation. Try and find solutions to to help yourself. It's it's not enough to just complain and 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 constantly dwell on the negative, negative, negative. Yes, that's also important. You need to do that. It's part of it's a therapeutic experience to vent and to complain. But there comes a point whereby you have to look at yourself and be like, well, it's been six months, it's been a year, and I've been saying the same thing, but what have I done? Because now, at, at this point, I think it's up to me to do something. So let's try and be proactive with everything. Like, let's try and look for opportunities. Let's do the research. Like, even myself, like, I've, I had to get to a point where I was like, okay, career is not going to give me that go and be a boss bitch energy. I need to try and find that boss bitch energy somewhere. I need to pull it off somewhere. And yes, my surroundings, not everyone is talking about wanting to do X, Y, Z. But you know what? It has to, it, it needs to come from somewhere, you know? So yeah, guys, that's just what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope that it was very informative and I hope that you guys um, can learn a lot from my experience. And yeah, I'm just here to always share how I feel and share what I've been going through. I'm definitely in a better space right now. So um, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hey guys, so we have reached the end of episode five. I know this must have been the longest episode. I hope that it was a very informative for you. I hope that in some ways you can relate. And yeah, I hope you've learned a lot from my experience and what I've been going through. But I also hope that the tips that I've given you guys and shared with you guys are going to be really helpful in your own personal life. And like I said, guys, this podcast is for me to come as I am. And I hope that you guys can also show up here as you are. So before we end this podcast, we are going to do a whaty. So what's on the Internet? I was like very hmm, thinking about what I would be sharing for today's wati like i was caught between two things but i decided i'm gonna go with <laughs> this one um so i don't know if some of you guys know ari lennox she is a r&b soul uh, singer 
and i love her music so so much i love her personality she's such a down-to-earth type of person you know even her voice is so squeaky and really cute she's such a lady and she's also like very real like i haven't heard any negative things about her but i'm also not really someone that's into celebrities private lives or what they do every other day like i just look at them on instagram maybe i'll watch a few interviews if i'm that interested in you but for the most part like i'll just listen to your music and i love her music i love her voice and she is just one of those artists that you know sing a lot or talk 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 (laughs) or talk a lot about you know love men dating being treated well and just you know being a boss babe and loving yourself and you know all these things that you know we need as women sometimes so she's got that content and she um did an interview with one of south africa's famous podcaster is that the right word yeah so there's a guy called mac g i don't know mac g personally i don't even follow mac g on any platform i do know that he keeps appearing on my youtube um for his podcast and i know that he's had a lot of south african celebrities on his podcast and he's known to be like you know the big dog in the podcast game in south africa so i would say mac g had the pleasure of interviewing ari lennox and yeah again i don't know the guy i don't know about his podcast i don't know anything but i just i've seen him uh, appear on my on my feed and i, I saw this video of him and uh, ari lennox and guys this man jesus this man asked i don't know if that was in the middle of the the interview or the beginning of the interview i don't have a a full uh, understanding of where or rather the full contents context of that conversation but i know that this man asked her if there were if um if there was anyone that was effing her good so basically the he he literally just was like so is there anyone effing you good and she was taken aback like i saw her reaction like wait wait what and guys i'm just gonna say listen who do you think you are to ask someone that you're not that well acquainted with such a question in an interview like what an ambush and how disrespectful are you to think you are entitled to that information like who do, who who did he think he was why did he think that he was entitled to knowing something so personal even the way that he was asking the question i think it's so disgusting it's giving me creeps it's giving me pervy it's just or every it's just not giving nothing uh, nothing about what happened made sense to me everything about that conversation or that question was just so disrespectful i felt so disgusted and i felt so i don't know i feel like i don't know if if i was ari i would have continued with that interview i would have like my face would have been sour and my friends people that are close to me know that my facial expressions just give everything away so i just felt so disgusted that he felt like asking her something like that was okay and then he had the nerve to hide behind oh but that's what you sing in songs and it's like sorry sir if you want to know about my songs and whether what i'm singing in my songs is being reflected in my personal life there's a way of going about that and i also watched a response video from this i also saw on my timeline 
from uh who's the guy from the breakfast club um charlemagne and he was saying you know like there's a way of asking something if you really wanted to know about the music you could have said like hey ari so in this song you've been singing about xyz and i also see that it's it's, it's been a trend that in majority of your song this is something that kind of stands out can you tell me like you know where that comes from what inspires you to sing that is it you know it doesn't have anything to do with your personal life or you're just trying to reflect maybe what's in the thoughts what a lot of women are thinking about xyz like there's a way of being professional and being respectful when you when you ask someone you know uh questions about their personal life especially sexual questions you cannot just ask someone you don't know from a bar of soap if anyone is effing them good on a flippin public interview and i think that men think that there's this concept that even us as women we just speak to each other like that i don't know one friend that i would ask hey friend is anyone effing you good no if any friend of mine would also ask me that, I think I would be taken aback. As much as we're so comfortable around each other as women, we also respect each other and we respect our sex lives. We do not speak to each other in such a demeaning way. So, yes, today's Wati, I was a little bit touched. So today's Wati is that, like, I don't know, um, from what I've been seeing, a lot of South Africans... Um, and I'm seeing it's mostly the men that are like, yeah, you know, every what publicity is all publicity is good, good publicity and Mac G to the world. People are having conversations about him. Like people are just centered around the fact that now this conversation has gained attention in America and people like the Charlemagne and just everyone is talking about that now. And it's just like, wow, South Africa is on the map. Mac G is on the map. He's, but do you really want to trend for something like that? Do you want to be that guy? But yeah, so I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I just felt like it was completely disrespectful. But moving along to a SCT self-care tip for the week. Uh, self-care tip for this episode is that I want you guys to pick one day in a week. One day in a week. Just pick one day in a week and pick a time. So you're going to say 30 minutes before I go to work, 30 minutes before I go to bed, I'm going to do something for myself. Okay, and that something for yourself should not be, okay, maybe let me not dictate what it should be. Whatever you feel that is important to you. So if you're such a busy person that you don't even have time to watch series, you don't have time to catch up with your friends during the week, maybe choose a day in which you can at least call one friend and catch up with them or that one person that you've been wanting to talk to but you haven't had a chance to talk to them that one person you want to send a message to you haven't responded to messages or if you haven't watched a series switch off your phone put on that episode watch it for 30 minutes watch it for an hour and then you're done like just do one thing for yourself something that shows that you love you value yourself and you want to treat yourself okay okay and then lastly guys for the plug session today i would like to plug a book um this book is mostly i would say it would be a self-care um it's a self-care book by uh megan logan and um it's a workbook as well so um, I am really, really in love with the book. It's called Self Love, Self Love Workbook for Women, and uh, basically, 
there are different activities that you can do on the book. It asks you personal questions and it just allows you to dig deeper into, you know, focusing on yourself and loving yourself more and just being a little bit more self-aware of your needs. Like, what is it that you need? So that's what I want to plug on today. The book is available on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's on Take A Lot, but you can check it out on Take A Lot. It is on Coupang if you're in South Korea. Once again, the title of this book is Self Love Workbook for Women by Megan Logan. Do sure to make sure you get yourself a copy. And yeah, guys, don't forget to tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your mommy, tell your co worker to tune into the As You Are podcast. I'll see you on the next one.